Welcome to the Food is Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. Steph, it's been so long since we last done this. I don't know if I remember how to do it. I don't even really remember your name, to be honest. Um, So, Steph, this week we are talking, and for the first time ever, I think probably we've not actually discussed the podcast before recording the podcast. So this week we're actually talking about plateaus. I feel like we said this on one of the other podcasts. We literally talk about the podcast, what we're going to say for like 15 minutes. We do, like, we do the just... podcast and then, <laughs> and then we record it again. <laughs> no, I like it. Plateaus. I'm all about plateaus today. So I think this is a real big one for a lot of people, especially if they're quite far down their journey. And it's like almost feels like a little bit of a buzzword in the gym. Mm. Plateau. It's a word you don't really like, isn't it? It's just, you know, it's an interesting word. So when, what is, for those listening, a plateau? I feel like we need to get the Oxford Dictionary out again, but I haven't got an Oxford Dictionary in front of me. So I describe a plateau as a moment in time where you are hoping to progress. You're doing things in order to progress but no progression is happening. Mm-hmm. Would that be valid? Yeah. Yeah. So that it goes for anything, doesn't it? It goes for the gym, it goes for nutrition, weight loss, it also goes for, you know, work, whatever. But yeah. Plateau. I think like a, a big thing with plateaus, especially like you see on like people on a weight loss journey or in the gym, say, is a lot of the time when you start off on any journey, gym, weight loss, money saving, wherever it should be. At the start, you make such substantial gains because it's new. Uh, you like the the gains seems to be happening quickly. The motivations there, and then like I think certainly down the journey, you have almost like uh, you do have actual plateaus, genuine plateaus, but also you have like you know the expectations plateau as well. I think a lot of people suffer from expectations plateaus. Oh, now we're getting deep before we've even started. I know. This is exciting, exciting time. Um, So, in Food is Life, I'm guessing that you encounter it a lot. Mm. Plateaus, talk to me. So, the Lean Bean course that's currently going at the moment, I think this podcast episode came around because of the question one of them asked me. She said, do we, once we've lost a certain amount of weight, is that when we change the numbers and the targets or do we wait until we've plateaued Mm -hmm. and my answer is why would you eat less or move more and change numbers around if you're still progressing just wait until you've plateaued but the problem with that is for most people most yo-yo dieters out there is knowing when you've actually hit a plateau versus you've just had a couple of weeks where the scales haven't moved things don't feel different you know it's a testing tough couple of weeks or few weeks interesting you say that how long do you think a genuine plateau is compared to what people like like i said almost like the expectations Hmm. i for my lean beans say three to four weeks Mm -hmm. now this is where it gets a little bit more complicated because waiting four weeks if nothing is changing is a long time for someone to stay patient. And, you know, my job is to 
make sure people lose weight, lose body fat and stay motivated to do that within their calorie deficits. Otherwise, you know, people give up. So three weeks is a good time for most people. And that what we've got to look at is we're not just talking about the scales. When we talk about plateaus, we're talking about taking pictures. We're talking about circumference measurements. We're talking about how you feel in your clothes. There's lots of other measurements to measure a plateau. Yeah. Answers that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think like uh, the big thing is with a lot of people is um, the negativity towards a plateau as well. So like when we say plateau, like instantly my mindset was negative, like, and it goes like that sometimes, obviously. But I, I think for a lot of people, certainly if they're in the, say the gym or on a weight loss journey, it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. Like mm-hmm. we actually spoke about something slightly before, but like we talked about maintenance calories, for example. And not all plateaus can have to be negative. Sometimes you can see it, it's just a way of, you know, progress isn't linear and like you can just see it as almost like a little stop gap and be like okay take stock it's fine I've not I've not made any any losses at all I'm just staying where I am for now and then it allows you to like if you have the right mindset just allows you to give that platform to to then take the next step yeah diet breaks let's come back to that because I think that's actually Mm -hmm. a really important thing that the listeners should know about and understand when we're talking about plateaus though to to describe it in terms of calories why we're here mm-hmm. it's when a plateau happens when your output is the same as your input so a deficit is when you're eating less than you're burning so a plateau happens later down the line when there's no deficit there anymore a lot of people think this is going to happen sooner than it will mm-hmm. people think oh after a month or after a couple of months for 96.847% of listeners, nice. you got months. you got months down the line yeah. until your body's going to, quote unquote, catch up with your deficit. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be really honest with yourself as well. So any lean bean that comes to me and says, Steph, I think I've plateaued. I will say, first and foremost, you have to be really honest with me. Have you been tracking your calories 100% accurately? Or have there been things that have popped in that you haven't tracked, you know, the extra thing that you've picked up off the side or you've eaten something before dinner that you haven't tracked? Those, All those calories count because they are meaning you're actually closer to calorie maintenance rather than a deficit, but you don't yeah. actually know you are because you're not tracking. Has your energy output changed? So your exercise levels have you gone from someone that is exercising three, four times a week and getting in 10,000 steps a day to, I don't know, you're injured. So you sit behind a desk all day and you're not moving. So these are all things you have to consider before you can accept that, okay, a plateau's happened because nobody wants to eat less and move more if you don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. I think like a really good point of that is like when people think of like plateaus and this is obviously like say on a uh, fat loss journey is sometimes as well like lifestyle change happens a lot which people I don't think even pick up on but like for example change in the seasons right the winter to the spring your activity levels increase and then from the summer to the autumn your activity levels drop 
there's things like that but then in the summer all of a sudden you might be a more sociable person and all of a sudden certain events happen and like you said are you tracking those little tiny bits that you, you know it doesn't really matter oh i had a gin and tonic yesterday but that's fine it's only one but if that's happening sort of every other day not every other day i'm not accusing anyone or drinking every other day but if it's happening say three times a week or twice a week compared to it wasn't happening at all during spring or you know late winter um so certainly i think like genuine plateaus i think are very very rare and like almost that full storm plateaus like the expectation plateaus are like happen a lot more often because it's sometimes stuff that that's almost not out of your control because everything's sort of in your control but maybe yeah, the variables of life mm-hmm. and even outside the box tracking fatigue definitely a thing 100 percent. and like we say yeah like we say there's becomes a time where you're not tracking 100 percent because you've been doing it for x amount of months and you just need a little time off and that's where we can now talk about diet breaks because I will pick up with my one-to-ones because we do, you know, I talk to them daily. We have detailed weekly check-ins. We're lo- I'm looking at the overall bigger picture. And sometimes I will suggest a diet break because I can see, you know, these patterns of irritability, not necessarily tracking 100%. The, the numbers aren't moving like they had been before, for example. I'll suggest a diet break and a diet break is just a temporary back up to maintenance a week maybe two tracking maybe not you know there's lots of different ways you can do it but there comes resistance from a lot of people with a diet break people Mm -hmm. don't want to do it because they're like well it's just a waste of a week isn't it but actually how I like to justify it is take a week's period of maintenance calories then you feel refreshed you know, you've reset everything, not only your mindset, but your hunger hormones, everything. Have a nice reset, go back down nicely. You know, when you like step into a pool and it's just like you're swimming and it's, yeah, I feel good now. You're back into that rather than going through this rocky road of torrential rain and lots yeah. of waves. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think that um, for a lot of people, the biggest uh, challenge when it comes to say like plateaus and then going to maintenance etc cetera, etc cetera, is almost a fear of failing like you've made such good progress mm-hmm. that you know you're worried that all of a sudden you're going to undo all your progress and then secondly do you think as well people are really resistant to to put their hands up and say like my motivation has dipped and like maybe i like realistically i'm not tracking everything and i'm i am showing signs of mental fatigue mm. yeah That's a really hard stage, though, to suggest a diet break to someone because you're already feeling, not at this low point, because that's way too dramatic, but you're already feeling out of control. Mm -hmm. And then for someone to say to you, okay, eat more, when your goal is to lose weight and shrink and lose body fat, it's then like the mindset of that is just a whirlwind for so many people. For sure, I think like you sort of said like getting into a pool um but the thing is like when say like you're you know you're working loads just everyday life this is working loads and you've got all the stresses you know your kids you might have you know, an annoying partner or um job is hard or whatever um 
when you, sometimes when you get away from the environment, say like you go on holiday for a two week break, break, I think like, I don't, I don't know, this might just be me because I'm a nutter, but I always feel so refreshed and eager to get back to the grind, so to speak, because I've had that break to like mentally refresh and like, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden my whole life is undone. It's just like, it's really good to get that clarity of like, and understand like where you're at with everything. Because we, as a society, a dieting society, are not used to that way of being, you know, it's either you're on or you're off kind of mm -hmm. thing. Having that set break, and I like to also explain it, you know, like if you have a gym program, you'll do mm -hmm. an eight week block and then yeah. you'll have a deload week, you'll have a rest, then you'll go back into another block so you can get stronger, so you can, it's the exact same thing you're just macro cycling macro cycling your calories but because yeah. people do not know that and they're not aware of it it's yeah. like oh god that's weird no mm, yeah i'll try it mm, okay i've got a question for you mm. do you think that there's a stigmatism about failing when it comes to like diet culture that taking a break is seen as like you're not succeeding in what you're doing definitely without a shadow of a doubt mm. it's interesting isn't it yeah we're not conditioned to like i say when you're dieting it's go 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 you're you're on or you're off do you think as well it's like i might be wrong it might just be my mindset but the outside factors from like loved ones say if you were to take a diet break and all of a sudden you, you know, had a glass of wine in the evening, even though you've been refusing for the last eight, 10, 12 thousand months, um, <laughs> do you think like the comments as well, like really weigh down a lot of people? Because I certainly have had it before where for just say my old work environment was quite toxic with stuff like this, but I'd refuse stuff all the time. And then when I knew that I was potentially like, even if I was just being more active, I'd like stop being so like, restrictive with stuff and I'd have a donut. And then it would be the, the comments and it'd be like, like, oh, I thought you were on a diet. And like, it's that neg like almost like avoiding that comment is like a big factor for a lot of people. Avoiding those comments is hard. And it's, doesn't it just show, I hope, people listen to this it sounds like a breath of fresh air that somebody is saying this because so many yo-yo dieters struggle so much simply because of external factors like comments from other people 100%. you have to say so strong at the start because people have to you've probably spent six months coming to the decision to get onto this fat loss journey you've been thinking about it you've been in bed at night alone whatever you think about it and then to take action as well and then so people then only see that action you take for them they're starting to process it themselves and even though you've had six months to process it and you're ready they have to so then you have to like convince them and we've talked about this before about how you have to be really sure and like allow them to understand exactly what you're going through so then they have to accept it but then it's almost like they then have to relearn how to accept the next phase of it as well because in your head, you might go, 
like plateaued for a couple of weeks. Sure, I'm going to take a diet break. It doesn't mean that I'm going to eat burgers and chips every night and blah, blah, blah. Just going to go to sort of a maintenance level and just have a mental rebreak. But then you've been probably thinking about that for a couple of weeks, understand it and happy. And then your outside factors might be going, oh, I thought you were on the diet. Because <laughs> it's the first time they've, like that comment is literally the first moment they've probably thought about it. Where she been thinking about it for weeks? Right. And why Why do we have to justify it? I know. But, but we feel like we do. Ridiculous, isn't it? And if that was a gym scenario and you were like, mm-hmm. you said to your work colleague, oh, I'm going to go, on, I'm, I'm doing a deload week this week. No one would really bat an eyelid because, you know, that it's an accepted <laughs> thing that people already do. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I think, like, okay, this is my message to a lot of people. I think like people around you you have to almost get their buy-in as well um and you have to like make yourself quite vulnerable and open up and be honest with them because it allows them to understand you just got to think how many hours of thinking that you've got to the point that you want to make a change so you have to cut them some slack sometimes a little bit and go you know this is what is really important to me these are my goals but on the other hand i think like with plateaus and maintenance and stuff which is like such a taboo and like feels like a bad thing I think just explain to them and communicate with them just as well and just say just been thinking about this the last couple of weeks I've had a bit of a plateau and I'm just taking like taking a bit of accountability and I'm just going to go into my maintenance and I'm going to have a reset like it would help if you just had my like I could count on your support for the next couple of weeks and then before you get back onto it Mm. it's I know we're going down a rabbit hole now but it's what we do best it is true but like when people say to me oh you're eating bread for example you're nutritious you're eating bread you're eating a sandwich like I come up against these things in different ways but it's just as annoying and just we shouldn't have to justify ourselves we shouldn't have to but you do have to have that mindset going into a diet Mm -hmm. that yes it's going to probably be a long a long-term thing mm-hmm. you have to stay strong and it's it's scary yeah really i think like a, a big a big big part of like the journey and obviously like plateauing and stuff but you have to really communicate and vocalize with people around you do you think it's possible for your whole entire journey to mm-hmm. not to only tell like your immediate partner slash household and just not tell the rest of the world whilst you're in it. it depends how large your inner circle is. Ooh. So, mm. for example, I think we would communicate quite well with each other because we have that sort of relationship. So I, I don't think it would, um, you know, if we went out of our friends and I said, I'm only going to have one portion of tater tots today because you know, <laughs> I'm on a cat. I think <laughs> we. I think certainly it'd be communicated, but it just depends on how big and small your circle is. If you're seeing friends, you know, going out for dinner once every two or three months, for example, you could probably get away with not saying anything. Mm, definitely. Yeah, maybe it's about being picky with who you yeah. tell what and how much. For sure. Anyway, we're going definitely off the tangent of plateaus. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, maintenance calories. Okay. So I think we've 
spoken about them in terms of a diet break. So maintenance calories, they come into account when you're having a little reset. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because of a plateau, but just a reset in general. But maintenance calories is not talked about enough at the end of a journey either. Because let's say Debbie, she's lost five stone. Mm -hmm. She's done particular things to lose that five stone in terms, you know, tracking calories, movement, mindset, lots of mindset work. You then have to get okay with eating more, which when you've been dieting and you've been in a deficit for so long, you know, with some diet breaks chucked in there and stuff, people then forget about what you need to do afterwards because we've seen it plenty of times right people lose a massive amount of weight and then they regain it all back if not more yeah jambo's hand so the maintenance stage is fundamentally massively underestimated you have it's the next phase of a weight loss journey Mm -hmm. arguably the losing weight is the easy bit the maintenance stage is a completely different part and path I've got a question for you. With, say, um, a deficit, for example, I feel like there's like, for example, if you're maintenance, I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but just go with it for a second. Say say your maintenance is 2,500 calories, right? And you're going into quite a large deficit of, say, 500 calories. So your deficit goal is 2,000 calories. I feel that that number comes quite... um, like that number is quite important, I think. Like if you're hitting a deficit number, you really focus on that number. Whereas maintenance, my views of maintenance, and I don't know, I'm genuinely intrigued to hear your views on maintenance, is like I kind of have like a bracket of maintenance ca- calorie number. So like I'll be like maybe some days I'm feeling a little bit fluffy and I'll have less or if I'm having more activity, I have slightly more. But there'll be like a bracket of maybe, say, 200 calories each side, depending on, like, do you see maintenance as more as a, like, a, an actual number? Or do you see it as more as, like, a bracket that sways? Definitely a bracket. Because we are human beings. We are mm-hmm. not the same every single day. Hormonally, emotionally, uh hunger differs day to day like the set point so your body will have a set point so debbie who's lost five stone her set point is different to when she was five stone heavier than to what she is now her set point is going to buffer around let's for argument's sake keep with the the 2500 so she's going to buffer around that the only way to maintain your weight is to live a life of flexibility. But you're, what you've got to be confident in, and this takes some doing in terms of mentally, confident in some days you can go a little bit higher, mm-hmm. other days allow the body to do its thing and then you'll, you'll naturally have lower days. Because your body, yeah. the human body is way smarter than we give it credit for. It's wherever it is right now, it's going to try and stay there. It's gonna try and resist change whatever way that is so like if you're looking to lose weight that's why it's not necessarily easy to lose the amount of weight you want to lose you know all in one go so 
if it if you think about it as is your body's going to try and resist the maintenance will happen like if you have a i don't know a day of 5000 calories your body naturally is not just going to be like oh my god that person inside or outside of me in that skin i'm going to make it gain loads of weight now because it's eating 5000 calories what it will do is over time over 7 days 14 days it will naturally bring take those calories back so that it stays at that your maintenance mm-hmm. obviously if you're eating 5000 calories a day every single day your body is going to be like yeah yeah she, yeah. Deser- she deserves it up the weight goes you know i think like a lot of people struggle when they come out of like any sort of i don't want to use the word diet because i hate that word but any any sort of journey say um they've got to their goals and now they go to maintenance they really struggle with the concept of i guess i don't know whether it's because you've been so attached to trying to hit certain targets that like when you go into maintenance it almost seems a bit like i feel that it's a lot of freedom and maintenance um yeah and i think it just some people really like thrive under it and some people really struggle with it because they've had so much structure and loosening the reins is so hard for so many people mm. even like going on holiday loosening the reins you know mm-hmm. you've got that that horse and you're sitting on the back of the what is it the carriage yeah when <sighs> when it's nice and tight things are going really well when you're reverse dieting back up to maintenance calories because you've hit your goal weight you're loosening mm-hmm. the reins but like you say you lose that control because I'm asking you not to track calories every day. I'm asking you to do different things. Yeah, yeah. That's then going to become your lifestyle. But that's where coaching comes into its own in terms of whilst you're losing the weight, whilst you're along the journey and whilst the horses are tight in those reins, those are when you've got to set down the real foundations so that when you get to this maintenance stage, it's not such a big deal. Yeah. I'm like I think I personally have struggled in the past where maintenance is say like you go over to the top end of the maintenance like calories for example like I'm like ah I've ruined everything like it took me a long long time for me to get to a a place of like being comfortable and confident with stuff so I could be like like I need to understand that there's like a, a bracket of maintenance and life happens and you have to adjust and change and everything so yeah Oh, for sure. Nail on the head. Nail on the um, head. Give us a nice little roundup because we've gone down a quite a few rabbit holes. Talked about plateaus and we talked about maintenance calories. We have. So plateaus, the one big thing I want you guys to take from today is be really honest with yourself if you think you have plateaued. Don't change anything too soon because if you change anything too soon, you then shave off 100 calories a day And then things still haven't moved. So you're like, okay, I'm going to shave off another 100 calories a day. You're going to end up eating poverty calories that nobody enjoys and you didn't need to do it. And then -hmm. you're just going to get back into the dieting cycle. So be really honest with yourself. Understand your body. Understand all the numbers. Be okay with that. If you need any help with that, reach out to us. We'll help you. Maintenance. See it as another phase of your weight loss journey. Phase one, losing weight. Phase two reverse diet, maintenance. Mm-hmm. To intertwine all that together, make sure that everything you're doing 
on your journey, you're enjoying it, you're setting down the foundations of day one, you can see yourself eating this way, living this way in 10, 20, 30 years from now. If you can't, that maintenance stage, that phase two is going poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, I think um, certainly like we sort of brushed on it. There's two sort of types of plateaus. I think like actual plateau and then like non-actual plateau I guess um but there's no shame in in plateau and it's not negative and just communicate with people around you and like you can like work through these things like it right progress isn't linear um and yeah the maintenance calories stuff I guess I've struggled with it personally and it took me a long time to come to terms and and sort of um like adapt to it but just allow yourself to have, like sort of go through the phases of like maybe you know like it's almost like a bracket and it swings and and don't beat yourself up if you go farming the calories over for one day the world's not going to end so. mm-hmm. yeah and obviously if anyone needs any help with this reach out because that's we literally don't want to sit here talking to ourselves we know we <laughs> know you to us. yeah we know you're loyal loyal <laughs> listeners but if you want to go that step further reach out and we can help where can we find you if we do want to reach out you can find me on social media facebook and instagram at foodislife.nutrition that's probably the best way you can find me you can sign up to my email list all the links are in the show notes subscribe to this channel subscribe to the food is life podcast and then if you don't see that we've put out the podcast on our socials then you will see it literally on your podcast app subscribe follow give us a five-star review maybe well would we accept a four-star review uh, yeah we would from. accept it <laughs> we'll take anything yeah. at this point <laughs> so it depends why who lost the star me or steph yes you gotta tell us why if you only give us four stars <laughs> um yeah no every review we appreciate it everyone that tells us tells their friends about us we appreciate it massively so yes thank you jambo where can we find you you can find me on instagram at jambo dot the dot great um and i've banged on about it before but please reach out slide into those dms say hello um you know give give me something to you know wake up for in the morning (laughs) love it (laughs) thank you guys tuning in thank you bye-bye bye-bye